This is the Pete and Kimber podcast. Kimber, yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Um, it's nice to be here. How do we feel about activists defacing art? How do we um, feel about that? I don't know. I'm, Have you seen the latest one? No, I haven't. Food activists defacing uh, the Mona Lisa, throwing soup at it. Oh, is it the same group? It might be. They don't, don't actually know. deface it, though, so I don't mind it. What do you mean they don't deface it? Because they're not actually, if it's the same group of people who have been throwing cans of soup and stuff at other artwork in the previous years, yeah, they're not actually ruining artwork. They know that they're all covered in plastic and perspex and whatnot, and so they're just doing it to make a statement. They would never actually destroy something important. Does it? Do, yeah, but they're throwing soup at it. Like, it's what if one day they come across one? that's not wrapped in plastic or it's not covered or something like that. I don't know. I mean, well, then they ruin a piece of artwork. I just can't see them doing it. I just don't think that they're, that's not what they're trying to get attention for. What are they trying to get attention for? I don't know because it doesn't work on me. All I see is that this is, now, this is my point with this, right? Like yeah. they throw soup at it and I look at it and I go, you idiot. And then that's it. Like I don't, I don't read what's on their chest. I don't go searching Google for whatever it is that they may be representing. Yep. Like I just I just go come on. And that's it. And I move on with my life. I, I don't know is what they're doing getting through. Well I, I suppose mean, is my point. Is is it getting through it'll make the news and it'll get on radio and people will report it and all that sort of stuff. But for the average person, if they're trying to tilt or shift the needle in favour of we need a collective group of people yep. to join forces in terms of changing the ideal, yep. right, and steering us in this direction. Is it working? I just don't think it what is. What system do you think does work? I don't know that any system does work. I don't think anybody's come up with a system because I think people are too busy. No, I think I think that's I, the look, biggest I issue. I, I don't agree with that. I feel like the reason that nobody stands up for what's right or protests or does, you know, whatever they're doing. I think the reason people don't do it is not because they're too busy. It's because they are part of the problem. We've all been sucked into this world and this is where the governments and the people and the powers that be want to keep us. Mm. So we don't, instead of actually fighting for a cause, you turn against each other. And so now you're like, oh, these soup people are dumb. Instead of going, what are they actually fighting for? Because what they're fighting for is relevant. So I've just looked it up and they're basically fighting uh, in France for the right to healthy and sustainable food. So, but that's and, and look, I agree. I'm not saying that's not worth fighting for. Like, I agree. Farmers I've, are dying at work. The agricultural system is sick, and they're going. Everybody is going to the museum and paying a fortune for all of this stuff, but people aren't getting a fundamental right to food. So they're trying to make a difference by, and they're they're trying to do it by being heard in a way that like everybody's going to talk about this. This is trying to get them some sort of not notoriety, but like actually getting people to look at it. Because I wouldn't have known otherwise. If they hadn't have thrown the soup, I wouldn't have looked it up. Yeah, but see, I saw them throw the soup and I still didn't look it up. Well, isn't that on you? Yes, it is on me. But if if their point is to get me to notice in a way that makes me go and look it up and then makes me care about what it is that they're fighting for, Mm. then it's not working. I don't think, I would argue that anything that they tried wouldn't work on you then. And wouldn't that be most people? But isn't that what's sad? Because we actually do need people to work together and stand up and riot in the streets. And Mm. the fact that right now we don't have everybody rioting against Colesworth 
and the major supermarkets blows my mind. Yeah. We're all sitting here taking it. Everyone's like, we're being completely ripped off. They made billions of dollars, billions of dollars. And we all went, oh, you guys suck. You suck. And yeah, we're going to keep shopping at your stupid shop. Mm. Like we are idiots. Yeah, we are. And I agree with you. I, I do not disagree with any of that stuff whatsoever. I would love to be riding the street against Colesworth. I absolutely would love to be doing that. But you're not. I get home and like Oliver's pooped his nappy. Yeah. And immediately I go, okay, I've got to take care of this. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that, this is, and I think that's I your average know. person. But if I'm, I go rioting in the street, then all these people who are changing the pooey nappies go, oh, I just see that idiot writing in the street. What a bell end. Yeah. Look at her go. She's being a dickhead. And you're like, well, yeah, because some people have to stand up for the rest of us because we're not doing it. I know, but if it's not working, then is is there another way? Like, there is, there, ha- is there a better I, way? I think that is what is happening, is people constantly trying to find new ways because... We're up against the powers that be. They don't hear us. They don't care about us. Mm. They're not doing anything to make our lives easier. You think that they can't fix the housing crisis? Bollocks. Of you think they, they can. can't fix the food problem? Bollocks. Of course they can. They have total control yeah. over all of this. And I think that some people are just so desperate to try and get people to hear them and to try and get numbers that mm. they're trying whatever they can to do that. And unfortunately, the default position for most people is those people look like idiots. Mm, mm-hmm. And the media will do the same thing. The media will always pick the craziest person in the bunch, the person who seems the most unhinged, the person who, and they'll go, oh, look at how this per- person's represented. Look how they, and then everyone goes, well, oh, I, I disagree with what they're saying. Well, it gets your attention, doesn't it? I've got, I don't want to agree with someone who seems like they're not together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're kind of trapped. Yeah, which is the hard thing because I, I agree with everything that you're saying. You know, but, on, so, but on the average day, it's like, what What do I do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What do I do? I don't know. I guess I just let them do it. I'm, I'm okay with disruption and I'm okay with like nobody got hurt. Mm. And I feel like if we take the power away for people to protest or to make noise or to draw attention, then we're at even more risk. No, and I think that should never be taken away. I, like I agree with you. It, it should never, you're right to protest and bring attention to these things. Peacefully, yeah, should never be taken away. Um, the other thing is, there's just so many causes to fight for. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's yeah. always something happening, or there's always a million things which, happening. It's like, which one do I care about today? Well, that's why you just—it leads me back to let's just shut down all the governments, and then we can just start again. Because they are ultimately the problem with everything. Well, mm. well, they are. No, no, I'm like I. I just think it's a great idea. <laughs> I'm just working out how we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> and this, this in in ten years' time, when there's the the revolution, yeah, and um, we're standing there like arm in arm mm-hmm. on top of a smouldering Canberra. Yes. Yeah. They'll come back to this podcast and go. <laughs> This is where it started. That's where it started. <laughs> over a can of soup. Oh, you're right. But good chat, though. Uh, good chat. Don't mind a chat um, like that. What else is on the podcast today? Um, Grant Denya is a, speaking of good chats. God, he's good energy. Isn't he? He's great to have around, isn't he? You got that new show, Deal or No Deal. Mm. Um, I mean, it's an old show, but back again. Made five nights a week. No show gets five nights a week anymore. Yeah, but people loved it. I think it's a really easy watch. It's so good. Yeah. 
Um, yay or nay, including trying breast milk. Hmm. Which I don't think is controversial. I, like, I think we live in an age now where people are just like, okay, so people try breast milk. Like, like a lot yeah. of things that I reckon 15 years ago that would have been, <gasps> did you hear? Oh, my God. Yes. They tried breast but milk. But still. I, but it tasted terrible. I didn't enjoy it. It was filmy. Mm. That's the way to describe it. Was filming film on it. Uh, we spoke to John Aiken, the expert at Married at First Sight, because they got the new season of Maths coming up. Yep, um, and oh. also chatted to uh, instant couple Tanya mm. and Matt. Who, this was the big one. They haven't met each other yet. We're trying to get these two single people to fall in love by Valentine's Day. He seems dead keen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just from hearing yeah, a little her bit voice, too desperate almost. I think he'll get away f- with it if he's charming. He sounds charming. But they it's both, all in the English accent. Yeah. His charm. They're both interested, definitely. Yeah. Um, they tried to have a chat to each other on the phone. You'll hear that in this podcast. Um, what he said, <laughs> do you think he blew it? No. I think. He might have. No, I don't think at all. I think she's gone away from that going, all right, like spontaneous rando kind of guy. Maybe the sort of energy she's looking for. Maybe. I Maybe. like it. Um, and we chatted with Amy Shark yeah, as well yep. in a horrific display of, oh, I don't even know what to call it. It's like us singing. And- in a horrific display of true colours. Oh, Our true colours were on display. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Enjoy the podcast. There you go. Have it. Bye. Australian Idol back on your screens tonight, 7.30 on Channel 7. Amy Shark's one of the judges alongside Marsha Hines and Kyle Sandland. She joins us now. Great to chat to you again, mate. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Um, Thanks for joining us. So good. Amy Shark, I just need to say, oh, my God, I saw you perform at uh, Opus Stadium ahead of Coldplay, and you were incredible. Yes. You were so good. Oh, that's really nice. I had the time of my life. In case you couldn't tell, it was um, it was very high energy and a lot of fun. It's nice when like a band like Coldplay, right? You, you never know what kind of fans they have. Like if they're just going to shout out Coldplay the whole time that you're playing. But they were so <laughs> accepting and really, I've, I've definitely had that before. So I was you Do always yellow. sort of <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's nice that they uh, they accepted me. Felt good. Are you pumped about Australian Idol coming back? You must be. Of course, right? I am. Yeah, of course, you are. Yeah. Tell us about Australian I good, Idol. I can't wait to. I can't wait to watch it because I, I need a good. Uh, you know, we we sort of audition all these people, and then we go on this big Christmas break, and then everyone's been asking me who's who's good, and I'm like, we got so many good people, but I need to like, I need to get a, a refresh on who we have. <laughs> when you're signing up to do that show, and they go, look, we want you on Australian Idol. Do you have that moment where you go, okay, but what is actually required of me? Am I just sitting there going, you're, you're pretty good? Yeah. How much time am I hanging out with this person? Like, what's your actual commitment? Well, I'm going to be really honest with you guys, and I haven't said this to anyone, but, like, when my manager said they want you to do Idol, I, like, I laughed, and I said, obviously, probably not going to do it. And, and he was like, why wouldn't you? And I was like, actually, good call. Why wouldn't I? Like, and he totally <laughs> flipped it on me. And um, I just was so nervous and scared and never thought I would ever do um, television, really. So um, I'm so stoked I did it, and I think um, I think it's a really important show to have, especially with how much um, how much music is out there now. Anytime you can sort of stand in front of a, a television audience is a huge audience, so it's it's great that it's back. Um, Amy, we're gonna we're gonna jump to something. All right, we're gonna jump to a little thing called Mix Idol. I wish we weren't. Broadcasting live across Perth, this is Mix Idol. Amy, um, the way this came about, 
is it was suggested by our producers that Pete and I actually do a bit of an audition for Idol and that they want us to actually try. They were like, don't put on a stupid voice, actually try. And I could not think of anything. I would rather walk away right now and not listen to this at all. I feel cringy. (laughs) I think she's actually trying to keep some skew down as we speak. Like... I, no, I, I just want to say that, like, last season I was really nervous and scared to say no to people, but this season I'm kinda, I've kind of hit my stride. So just just as long as you guys know that I'll just be really honest <laughs> oh, and yeah. I won't oh, care look, about it. Oh, yuck. Uh, uh, Amy, you pick. Who's going to go first? Do you want me or do you want Kimber? I think you should go. All right. Let's hey. give Kimber some time to warm up. Oh, oh, God. Okay. Are you ready for this, yep, Kimber? Go, Are you just sure? Go. Just Here go. is Amy. I'm going straight to the top ten. All right, I'm just, I'll have <laughs> okay, you know, I'll have you do this right now. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I'm going to be singing True Colours. All right, okay. here we go. Here's Sorry my range. About the song choice. You get my whole range. Here we go. In a world full of people, you can lose sight of it all in the darkness inside of you. Make you feel so small. But I see your true colours shining through. I see your true colors, and that's why I love you. So don't be afraid to let them show your true colors. True colors are beautiful like a rainbow. <laughs> Can we play less of me when we do it? Just a line is fine. I was going to say, that was a lot. That was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> See, it was a lot. Amy thinks it's a lot, so just play less of me. That's a good thing, though, right? It's It being a lot, that's what you want from an audition? It's not like... It wasn't, like, um, painful. Good. It was just, like... It was kind of just there, you know? Mm. It was mm. kind of. There, so oh, I, I'm, I'm expecting was, similar feedback. Right. Wasn't painful. Let's just get it over with. All right, right, here we go. Let's go, Kimber. Here is Kimber's. In a world full of people, you can lose sight of it all. And the darkness inside you can make you feel so small. But I see your true colors shining through. I see your true colors. That's why. Wow. <laughs> you know, do you know what, Kimbo? We've got this new thing on Idol now where you can go to the waiting room and I would put you in the waiting room so you could shake off some nerves and come back and really smash it because I think you have a lot of potential. Oh, that's very kind. Oh, my God. Should we put her in the waiting room right now no. and then come back? No. <laughs> and when we not. come back, we can do something else. Is there anything else you'd like to sing for Amy? Definitely not. No? Okay. All right. Thanks. All right, Amy Shark. Uh, Idol is back tonight, 7.30 on 7 and 7 plus. Thanks, Amy. We'll speak to you later. I'll see you guys really soon. Pete and Kimber's Instant Couple. Day one of Instant Couple. It's 
time to start to get to know the people who've put their hand up and said, I'm single, but I'm ready to fall in love. We just said register online and tell us if you're single and you're looking for love and you're prepared to try and fall in love by Valentine's Day. We had lots of applications and we have put together two people that we think are going to be compatible. Mm-hmm. They haven't met yet. No. They don't know anything about each other other than one little snippet that they heard on the radio of the other person's voice. You ready to meet our lady? Can we... I mean, I have it on good authority that she has a name. Mm, and? I'm pretty sure her name is Tanya. Hi, I'm Tanya. I'm 37 years old. Uh. I have no kids, but I do have a dog. Um, it's a Rottweiler and his name is Loki and he's a big boy. And mama's boy. My job is um, a manager at a day spa. Um, so I've been single for the better part of eight years. I was engaged at that point about eight years ago. I did end that engagement. And since then, I have just been sort of more on my own and only short-term relationships as such since then. Yeah, I want to dance with somebody With somebody who loves me my friends would describe me as confident, very friendly, kind-hearted, funny. <laughs> we all think we're funny, <laughs> but oh, they do think I'm very honest. I'm a very brutally honest person. I'm a good person to date. I do have Italian background, so I do like to keep an ice home and have dinner ready and things like that. All around, look after my man if he's looking after me. <laughs> I'm a pretty good cook, yeah. Give me, give me, give me your mind after midnight. Um, so physically, I think my best attribute is what was my face or my eyes and my lips and teeth as the moneymaker. <laughs> uh, they'll definitely be drawn to my lips and, yeah, maybe my chest area. <laughs> They're big. <laughs> I'm not super affectionate. I'm not an overly huggy person, but if we're, you know, on the couch cuddling, that's okay, but I'm not, like, a super touchy person. What I'm looking for in a guy, someone that looks after themselves, takes a bit of pride in their appearance, how they dress, how they hold themselves. My kryptonite is nice eyes. Someone who's emotionally intelligent. Um, I like the English accent. I have dated a few English fellas in the past. Ooh. G'day, governor. <laughs> that's not... <laughs> Not English. What would scare me away is if they come on too strong and also if I was to find out they've gone from relationship to relationship, they haven't been on their own. I definitely know if I like someone straight away and if there's the connection or there's feelings on my part, I definitely know that. Falling in love with someone in three weeks is definitely doable. I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to meet him. And Pete and Kimber. Can anybody find me somebody to love? There we go, Tanya. Oh. She sounds nice. She sounds great. And you know what? Because she did say she's been single for the better part of eight years. And the fact that she said, I don't want anyone who comes on too strong and they need to know how to have been alone. Mm. I think that's really relevant. I think uh, that's pretty important. The, um, the previously engaged... Yeah. I wonder if there's baggage there. He's walking around with a kid. He's got a seven-year-old. Yeah, but that's a, that's a different sort of baggage. You can't leave that baggage at the airport. Mate, that is a heavier baggage than someone who was engaged. She didn't say that um, the no-go zone is if he has a kid. She yeah. didn't say any mention of that, so I don't think the kid's an issue. 
but you think it's an issue that she was once engaged. No, I didn't say it was an issue. I'm just wondering if there's baggage there. Oh, God, that's stupid. Look, we are trying to Mate, nut out all of this. everyone except you has an ex. Three. <laughs> everyone except you has an ex. That's just the way the world is. Love you, Liz. We all dated someone before our partner except you. God, I'd love to know how honest she is. I think she sounds um, great. Well, let's meet our bloke. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm 39 years old, originally from Bradford in England. I moved to Perth in 2014. I have a seven-year-old daughter who is my best mate. I have her half the time. I've been single five years this month. It's time to find something more than casual. I'm just so... uh, I'm very, very picky due towards my little girl. It's just recently that she's been started to say, when are you going to find a girlfriend, Daddy? I think because her mum's found someone new, I think she feels like... I need to find someone new. What I need is somebody who really cares. Hi, my name is Aaron. I would like you to date my dad. My dad is a very, very special guy. He's handsome, he's active, he has great hair. It's time that he found a nice girl. Please, nice girl, will you date my dad so badly? He's a great guy! (laughs) I love him so much. He's the best dad in the whole entire world. Strangers waiting. I'm a mechanical fitter uh, for a wastewater treatment facility. The shadows searching in the night. My friends would describe me as bubbly, cute, infectious and an absolute treat. The only bad thing they'd say about me is this could go two ways. They'd say I'm too nice. Can't say no to anything. I think because it's been so long, five years down the track now, it's like I've got so much to give, so I'm very thoughtful and very romantic. I'd like to see if I've still got that. Don't stop believing. The first thing I look for a girl is, I'm going to say the hair. No, I'm telling a lie there, I'm totally sorry. A big, massive smile. Teeth, white teeth. Personality-wise is, like, they've got to be very successful, but for me, they've got to be quite silly. They've got to hold a little bit of silliness. It keeps it going, I think. Silliness, but very sensible as well. My red flags would be, I just, I don't like pouting. I'm not a very big fan of pouting. I love a beautiful, traditional smile. I've been I'll fall in love straight away. I'm I'm touchy feely. I'm passionate, like um, I am. I don't get me. If I like someone, I'll make it known that I like them. Anything's achievable. Me personally, I could fall fall in love in two weeks or three weeks is a given. <laughs> Pete, Kimba, let's get it started. It's the instant couple on mix ninety four point five. Let's get dating. I will be right here waiting for you. This isn't going to work. What? It's not going to work. What are you talking about? They've got heaps in common. Pull the whole thing off. It's not going to work. Why? He doesn't. He he doesn't like pouty. How do you know? He doesn't like pouty. She said she's got got big lips, big lips, big chest. I thought she just said, I love my lips. They're my best feature. And he said, no, she said big lips. And he said, touchy-feely. 
and she said, I'm not a hugger. This thing's done. It's no, over. No, don't be like it's that. It's over before it's even no, begun. No, it is not. I, I, They've come this far and they need to remain a little open-minded about the process. Pete and Kimber's Instant Couple. Tanya, who's our lady, and Matt, who's our bloke, who are our instant couple, the two people who've put their hand up and said, I am ready to fall in love with someone and I'm going to try and make it happen by Valentine's Day. We're going to force it upon you, basically. Uh, We're going to put you (laughs) in some situations where we think you might fall in love. I think it's possible. We had a little bit of a profile on both of them now. Mm. But we have got Tanya and Matt on the phone. Yes, that's right. And I feel like this is an opportunity for them to get to chat to each other. No. No. Why not? Not yet. Why not yet? Not yet. I don't want to ruin the mystique. Let's let's not let them chat to each other oh. just yet. Let's let let's talk to them. Well, we've got them here. One by one. Let's just mm. talk to them. All right. Tanya, hi. Hi. Hello, Tanya. Hi. Tanya, we can't wait to meet you. Thanks for putting your hand up. I know, it's mental, isn't it? It's awesome, and we're so excited. There's so many things about you that we love that we think Matt's going to love too. How did you feel? Hearing the profile of Matt and hearing him speak about himself, what are your first impressions? Oh, I, I think he sounds lovely, so I'm actually really excited to meet you. Um, he seems like a genuine bloke. Um, nice. I like that he's see. I like that he's touchy feely because that will bring it out in me because I have that in me, but I just I'm not that open and forward, so I think that'll be good. Okay. Not negative. Yeah. Okay, because, yeah, but, we, we'd heard in the package he, he's quite a touchy-feely person. You're less so, not much of a hugger, but you're saying that that will bring it out in you. Yeah, yeah, and it's, if I have the feels, you know, I'll be I'll be all over him. So. Are you pouty, Tanya? Would you describe yourself as pouty? No, not pouty. I'm smiley. I'm always smiley. smiley. He oh, did say it's like a smile. He, he doesn't like a pouty lip. But one thing I do no. have a question about, Tanya. You mm. said you will know if you are interested or not from the get-go. Yeah. Now... Can I ask, does that mean that from the first meeting you're going to make an instant decision or are you going to allow something to grow if you don't feel it immediately? Um, Of course, I mean, I will allow it to grow, but I do generally know if, like, I'm compatible with this person or not. How's that worked out for you in eight years of being single? (laughs) (laughs) Can you trust us? We're here, aren't we? (laughs) Tanya, Tanya. What what's mm. the what's the immediate thought when you found out that he has a daughter, seven year old daughter? It doesn't it doesn't phase me. At it doesn't all phase because, you? No, because I mean, our my age group, our age group, it's um, it's like the reality that uh, people have kids, so you just have to accept it. Okay. So no, I'm just, I guess, one of the one of the minority that don't. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. Tanya, okay. he's he's right here. Hang on, I'm going to put Tanya back on hold. We can't, You're really no, no, no. not letting them talk I'm to each other, I'm not letting them talk to each other just yet. Matt. Hi, Matt. Hello, Governor. Matt, can't wait to meet you, Gov. Um, tell us, what are your thoughts on Tanya, what you've heard? Oh, she sounds sweet. She sounds dead nice. Uh, and the fact that she's got a really big <coughs> smile. Uh, <laughs> 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 nah, she sounds really lovely. She does. Real nice. Yeah, great. And I- uh, your daughter, Erin's pretty excited. Well, I think she's going to be having her own show by the sounds of it, because everyone's just keen on Aaron. So yeah, she's <laughs> she she heard herself on the radio and she was oh, she was so happy. 
Um, now, uh, uh, she reckons she can look after her man uh, oh. as long as he looks after her. Can you look after her? Absolutely, yeah. What, is that, what does that mean to you, looking after her? So, it's basically, I just, I just do everything myself. I cook, I clean, and I, like, I can do everything else but more. Do you know what I mean? So... The fact that she can cook and clean for a man, I can do the same. So we might be fighting over that one. As someone who hooked up with a single dad and has been in a long-term relationship with a single dad, mate, I have no dramas with him on a domestic (laughs) front. They can do, honestly, (laughs) if you're not sure who to date, go and get yourself a single dad. Um, Now, Matt, I've got one concern. You did say you're picky. Now, I know you're picky because you have a daughter involved, but... What kind of picky are we talking? You're looking for obviously someone with really good values and that kind of thing. But are you so picky that if they have an annoying habit or a bit of a, is that enough for you to break it? No, not really. Um, like obviously, yeah, like I'm very picky with Aaron. Uh, myself, it's just, I think, I think for me, it's, I'm looking for that instant spark. Um, so when I say picky, it's that real connection. It's, it's the same sort of what Fanny said. Okay. Do you think it can grow? Because I'm worried that you two are both going to sort of shoot yourselves in the foot before you even give it a chance. It's definitely going to grow. Listen, Kim, I'm already in love with her, so I'm I'm sweet. (laughs) Way! Hold your horses, champ. How dare you not let them talk? I'm not letting them talk. I'm not letting them have a word. emotion in Matt's voice. Matt, how does it feel? Is it agonising knowing she's on the other line, but you can't say a word to her right now? (laughs) It is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't stop pacing around sight. Okay. Come on, man. Just let them say hi to each other. They're right there. All right. I'll I tell you what. What You get one word, okay? One, Matt, what can I'm gonna, say I, with one word? Well, this is, this is it, isn't it? You've, you have to make a good impression and you've got three weeks to fall in love with each other. You better come up with a good damn word. So I'm going to connect you right now, Matt, to Tanya. You're both going to be on the phone to each other. I'll count you in three, two, one. You've got one word to say to each other before I disconnect you again, all right? All right. Three, two, one. Sports bra. What? (laughs) Did he say sports bra? And Tanya, what word did you say? I said hi. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I said hi. That's it. That's it. That's no. it. You're done. Look, tomorrow. They had a good tomorrow, laugh. It was a good start. Yeah. Broke tomorrow, we're going to have them in here, but they're going to be blindfolded. So they're actually going to get a chance to meet each other and be face to face, but we're not letting them see each other. Okay. Oh, this is going to be great. Grant Daniels here. Hello, Grant. Hi, team. How Hi. are we? We're good, bud. Deal or no deal's back. I know. I mean, that's a bit bloody exciting. How nuts! Did you uh, did you watch it in the day? Absolutely, of course we did. Big old run in Australia. Well, I think it was actually a really decent show. It's actually, as far as game shows go, there's some rubbish ones out there. I feel like that one was pretty. I've hosted a few of them. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, mate. Which which one? Which one are you talking about in particular? What's the the top of the rubbish pile, Grant? Daniel, come on. Never get employed again if I do that. You are such a sweetheart. You'd bounce right back. You'd just um, bounce back, Survey says. <laughs> that took me all the way to a gold logie. How dare you? It did. It really did. Notice I didn't wait for you to mention gold logie. I just got in there and just did it myself. Where's that gold <laughs> logie now? What's that gold logie's doing? What's it uh, doing? That gold logie is living a life is it? Uh, at the moment at the, at the house. Yeah. 
It's the girls love it. They take it for uh, for news each day, uh, and the kids in the class are really over it. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, deal or no deal? I mean, how yeah. many how many apps have you filmed? There must be some under your belt. Eighty. Stop it. We've got 80 so far. I've got 195 no, to make to get not. us through the year. It's All five dust. nights a week, mate. Five nights, glorious five nights, six o'clock a week for the whole year. So we've got 195 to do. And can I just say, can I be, because I like you guys and um, I think I can feel safe in this space. Of course you can. Um, and be honest and say, it is so much better than I thought it was going to be. It, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't say that like I thought it was going to be crap, but it's actually epic. Like it is, it's nuts. The Great. crowd's off its head. The money we give away is, 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 is sensational. What kind but, of money are we talking these days? What is the highest suitcase? Uh, is a hundred thousand. Okay. All right. That's still so, solid money, isn't oh, it? You'd be happy to walk away with a hundred grand on a yes. week night. Hell yeah. yeah, you would. And hey. you've got to remember, like for me, I like being a human ATM, right? Which is just spewing out cash to great Australians mm-hmm. because you end up like someone might they can buy the car of their dreams. They can afford a down payment on a home. They can afford a medical procedure or even, you know, IVF, you know, to, mm. to, to birth a little beautiful human. So Aww. it's nice to be that guy that gives them that money and the ability to do it. It's a bloody good feeling. Well, Grant, you know, there was a rumour a long time ago and still trending that um, if you're on one of these shows, you only get the money if your episode makes it to air. Yep. Don't know if that's still true, but does that mean yeah, you meet true. a few people who are a little bit extra? No, that everyone's never... being a little bit extra so that their show gets aired. I think that's a safety mechanism that's built in. That just I don't think I've ever made a show where it, that it hasn't gone to air. I oh. think it's if maybe maybe perhaps if we filmed an episode with you, let's just say one of the eighty that we've already done. And then you go and get convicted of something, you know what I mean? Like, or there is an outstanding case, whatever. We can't put that to air because that's irresponsible to do. So then. Unless you were the host. Yes, that is true. Oh, probably not to say that. I've got a a big rap sheet. Has anything ever happened on one of these shows where that's the reason why that show has not made it to air? I don't know of any. No, no. Yeah, I, I don't. I Come don't on, think, Australia, I don't, lift your game. I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aussies are too honest when we ask them, are you dodgy? Should we put you on this show? And then they go, you know what? I actually am too dodgy. And then you go, thank you. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, has your, have you spoken to Pete Rosethorn since? Uh, he tried to kill you on he, The Amazing Race. Yeah, have you spoken to him about what happened? Oh, have you guys buried the hatchet on that? We've got audio here from the last time we caught up with Pete Rosethorn. I'm just going to play it for you. Um, you told us very briefly before you left last time that you may have tried to take out, I believe it was Grant Denyer. Yeah, I tried to kill him. What yeah, happened? I tried to kill him. <laughs> what happened? Oh, well, for start, he's annoying. Um, <laughs> anyway, he just went down like a sack of poop. And um, we just stepped over his limp body and <laughs> kept on racing. <laughs> I heard. I didn't. I didn't see. I, I'd heard about it that they moved the finishing line forward, so if you get to the mat, I never saw him faint on the mat. But shoes were sunny. So funny to watch. <laughs> what? 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 What happened there? What a sick unit! Um, <laughs> he just stu- stood over your limp body and kept I'll tell racing. You why this bastard who we were grouped with in a group dance and he could not nail the choreography to save his life. He was like an octopus. There were just limbs flailing everywhere as we were dancing and we were being judged. So we had to learn this routine. He couldn't get it. It was forty-seven degrees, 
And then I, I end up getting heat struck because I'm obviously carrying everyone because I'm a, uh, the only person in the world who's one dancing with the stars twice. And this unit, just we ended up having to do it so many times until he could pick it up that I ended up getting heat stroke because I was over dancing, for, trying to make up for his lack of dancing. And then I uh, nearly died on set and oh. took seven weeks to physically recover. So thanks, wow. Pete Rosethorn. Love you. <laughs> To be fair, oh, he Brady. made his entire career out of having those flailing limbs. Yeah, he actually, yeah, he really did. And I've got to be honest, I think I got heat struck because I was laughing so much because he was so <laughs> bad at it. And his face, you just look at his little cute, ridiculous face and it just makes you laugh. Yeah. And I think that's where I lost all my energy and then lost my will to live. There we Love go. It. We got we got his right of reply. All right, yeah. so yeah. we'll catch up with Pete Rosethorn again. Um, deal or no deal, Monday to Friday at 6 it premieres tonight on 10 and 10 Play. Grant Daniel, we love catching up with you, mate. You have yourself a good day and all the best with the show. Oh, bless you, you bloody beautiful humans. Pete and Kimbers, yay or nay? Hello, Rami. Hello. How was your long weekend, Rami? Was it good? You had a nice mate, I didn't have a sober day. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was great. Just went for it. <laughs> Just went for it. Paying for it today, though, but it's all good. No, you'd never know. No, that, that's the great thing know. about the producing that you produce is that the skill is so high that basically oh. even on your bad day... Don't know about that. You guys still... don't hear what happens back there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yay and I'll give you a topic and you give me three seconds. I'll give you three seconds, rather, to give me your uh, side of the fence. So first okay. one, eating in the shower. Three, two, one. Nay. <laughs> Nay. <laughs> Yay. Hey, oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> and I've done it in the bath, too. And it's lovely. What it's do you actually, eat in there? Yeah. Well, I, so the most recent one that I did was there was a chocolate cake. We had chocolate cake. And I was halfway through a piece, and then Oliver ran into the shower because I had the shower running for him, and he was running too early, so I had to run in there as well. And then I was just in there having a shower with him and chocolate cake. Just eating cake. All I heard was running about five times there. Yeah. That's Welcome to my life. My I, life is I nothing once, but running. I once took some um, a little handful of M&Ms to the shower and that seemed like a good idea at the time. No, the oh, worst. melt. <laughs> They'd melt, right? The worst I've done is had a glass of wine in the shower and that was a bit of a process. Was that yesterday? I don't that think was, that people... <laughs> that was this morning, mate. <laughs> I don't morning. think people mind that because they've made like special suction things to hold your glass. Well, it's funny you say that because... Actress Jessica Biel has revealed this. I really want to, you know, start a movement, a shower eating movement. I think for people who are multitasking, it's just going to be such a huge relief in so many ways. Here's my rules with shower eating. A ledge is really helpful. Something that you can stick your cup, your yogurt container, your coffee, your espresso, whatever it is you're enjoying. But I like to take a bite or a sip and put it on the ledge. So far, she just named a bunch of things that were liquids. Mm, that's true. Yeah, so don't have chocolate cake, Pete. Weird. It was yummy. It was very moist. That, yeah, I was going to say that mm. adds, adds a whole lot of Why does it need to moistness? be a movement, Jessica Beale? I mean, shush. It doesn't have to just, be a movement. Just eat your cheese singles in the shower and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, seconds. Shut up, Jessica Beale. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's the woman from Seventh Heaven, by the way. Yes, yes. Uh, anyway, no. second one. Cats over dogs. Three, two, one. Yeah, nay. I mean, nay. Sorry. Did I say yay? No, I yay. went to say yay because I was trying to figure out what it was that you just said. You said cats over dogs. That's yeah. a nay. It's a yeah. nay. It's yeah, a nay from me. Yeah. Oh, I've got nothing against cats. I love cats. I but feel like I'd like not people's over cats dogs. a lot more if they were in other people's houses. 
Yeah. If you kept them in your homes, I might like them more. Mm. Well, maybe that's why the city of Wanneroo is implemented a new law now. So, like, 29 different um, locations around the city of Wanneroo have now kind of said, you can't have cats around this place, sorry. Oh, you can't? They're killing too many birds. Mm. Yeah, and local wildlife, so, well, that Mm. is the bird. Um, Third one. Mm. Sharing breast milk. Three, two, one. Yay. I mean, I guess yay. Yeah. Because it's for the people who need it, then yeah, right. Yeah. For me, myself personally, I'm okay with that. Yeah, well, the reason we bring this up is I saw this weirdest article this morning. Well, I thought it was strange because I'm not used to it, but but have you heard the term wet nurse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, <laughs> the way you say <laughs> wet nurse <laughs> is completely different to what the word is. Like a wet nurse, but you're saying like this, have you heard of a wet nurse? I can only that imagine not- how you would have described a wet nurse the first time you thought if somebody said to you, what do you reckon a wet nurse is, Rami? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to answer that one. Well, anyway, so you, I don't have to educate you guys, so you yeah. guys know exactly what a wet nurse is. Yes. And apparently- Oh, well, for people who don't know what a wet nurse is, yes, right? Pete, what is it? <laughs> I want to hear Rami describe what you a describe wet nurse it. What's is. a wet nurse? So it's a nurse and a nurse's out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's when a woman um, breastfeeds another woman's child. Yes. Bang. And so a social media influencer has kind of said she's doing this for her sister. Um, I've got a whole bunch of questions because the woman has to be also pregnant, right, to breast to yeah. produce milk. Yeah. Is that how it works? So I guess well, all recently had a all, baby. All recently. Mm-hmm. So look, um, have you guys tried breast milk before? Yes. Yeah. What did you guys think? I mean, it was... Before you were babies, of course. I mean, yeah. after you were babies. No, it was it was all right. Yeah? It was all okay. Right. I mean, it, it felt unusual because I didn't know whose breast it came from. Yeah, well, the reason I'm mentioning it is because we've actually got some uh, breast milk for you guys this morning. This is, this is what I said. This is what like I was saying. This, delicious... this is what Speedy was organising. Um, Our boss Speedy was organising the kitchen. The breast milk that I have in this cup in front of me has a... Yellow film on the top. Uh-huh. Great. Wasn't expecting that from yeah. my milk. Yep. Normally you ditch that. Temperate sort of, I don't know, it's like it was warm, but now it's a bit ill. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favourite part is that during the break, I googled, is it safe to drink breast milk as an adult? And it says, drinking breast milk is safe only if it's from your partner whom you know well, because it's body fluid. You, sh- you would be at risk of infectious diseases such as hepatitis B and C, <laughs> human human immunodeficiency virus, or syphilis. So I'm just wondering, is this the moment Pete and I get syphilis on air? <laughs> is this the moment? Congratulations, guy. You oh. get syphilis and you <laughs> get syphilis. Well, this is your is new from... blackout challenge for 2024, you lot. I will say this is from our co-worker. Have so you smelt it? Trust. So someone probably without syphilis. How have do you know? You... Probably someone without they syphilis. They don't put that in the have resume. Have you smelt it? No. I know whose breast milk this is. What, from the smell? It yeah. doesn't smell like anything. All right. Ta- ta- Smells like French baguettes. It, ca- it should not be more weird drinking breast milk than it is drinking milk from a cow. All right, guys. It's time to do it. Okay. Take a sip. Oh, man. It, does, it, smells, it smells almost like cardboard. You know why I like normal milk from it's cows? Sweet, because it's sweet, isn't it? This is sweet. Did you taste it already? Yeah, I don't like the aftertaste. Yeah, there's an hey. aftertaste. Mm. Go right. for it. Let me <clears> know what you think. There's an aftertaste. Can I add it to my coffee? It's quite sweet, <laughs> though. All right, down the hatch. Oh, I did a whole oh, thing. Oh, he drank the whole oh, lot. Oh, the whole oh. thing? Oh. Can't believe babies drink that. Oh, I don't want to. No, because now we're saying something about our co-worker, and I want our co-worker to know that her boobs are glorious and she's done a wonderful job. There you go, guys. Breast milk for everyone. It's healthy. It's good for you. <clears> um, <throat> just don't take it as an adult. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Jeez, you're right about that aftertaste, aren't you? Mm. Married at first sight. Tenth season? Tenth season, John Aiken? Eleventh season. Eleven years of my life. Eleven years of your life. <laughs> Eleven seasons. I know. And when I started back in 2014... I did the first season and it was up against cooking, dancing, singing, renovation shows, but there was no relationship shows, so we all thought it wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. And then it exploded. The um the thing that uh, blows me away, because at the moment we're looking at a, it basically looks like a guess who, who board of the people on MAFS 2024, right? All the participants, yeah. the headshots. Okay, and does your woman have curly, wavy hair? Um... Are you thinking of Tori from Victoria, age 27? Literally every woman on this sheet has curly baby <laughs> hair, Pete. <laughs> every okay. single one. Let's nix the women for a moment and go over to the blokes. There's a... there's a. Do you have a man bun? Uh, no. Yeah, the man bun is strong this year. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very strong. It's yeah. so strong. Yeah, and, and it's quite shocking at times because I'll be sitting there and they've had a man bun the whole time and then halfway through the show in a commitment ceremony, they'll come out with the long mane. Yeah, right. And it's like, I, 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 who are you? Yeah, I well, feel like that about some people in the season anyway where I've been watching for a few episodes and yeah. then I'm like, hang on, who's that guy? Because they haven't spoken the whole time. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of long mane, um, WA's Stephen, who's 26. What can you tell us about Stephen? Well, he's a he's a player in the mix. Uh, he uh, is, is kind of a, a very kind guy, soft, soft, um, and his match. Um, you know, he he's someone that uh, he's a twin, and he has his, had his heart broken, and so he's looking to try and, and like a lot of them, looking to try and push through that and um, give himself over to the experiment. And his big challenge is whether he can actually do that. He's in our gay couple this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. The youngest person that is on this sheet uh, is around about 26 years of age, right? It's, yep. It could be your Stevens or your Jade from Queensland or Jade and so on and so forth. And your oldest is Richard, 62, and then there's a slew in between. So for you as someone who's got to sit on that couch and talk to these people, you're seeing the differences of generations in terms of how they have gone through relationships. So how do you deal with that as the person having to sit on the couch talking to these people about what it is they're doing on the show? Well, you sort of, um, you don't take into account their age. You're just basically looking at patterns rather than personalities. And you are saying, you know, when you talk or act or make those choices, this is what's happening. And here's some home truths. And that way, and, and I'm not there to be their friend, and they know that, and I make it very clear to them that you have a short period of time with me on the couch, and I'm going to really hit you between the eyes with what I think, and then go away and do better. Mm. And some of them will do that, and others will just push back. But um, I try not to think about their ages or doing anything different other than uh, I'm going to be a voice of reason for you here. Unless you want to go, hey, 26-year-old, you keep this up, you're going to be like Richard at 62. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, John, just set our expectations. How many minutes in before there's drama? Well, you'll be uh, pleased to know that uh, very soon uh, in the first episode, uh, (laughs) you will be throwing things at the TV set. Uh, saying, I can't believe that that has just happened. Okay, great. Um, uh, great. Yeah. yeah, so so you won't be disappointed. <laughs> John Aitken, thank you so much for joining us. All the best for the latest season of Maths. Thank you, guys. The Pete and Kimber Podcast.